Hello everyone, I am still on vacation, but we prepared another video for you, this time with Vladimir, and Vladimir will share um, with us um, uh, his secret on how he can uh, answer all the questions in Slack. But before that, uh, hi Vladimir, please uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, so yeah, where do I start? Um, I actually, I'm born in Ukraine. But um, I grew up in Israel, and um, after that, I went on living to, in the U.S. Uh, for some time, and now I'm in Germany. So that kind of summarizes a lot of uh, my fields and my life. You know, lived in many places, worked in many different things, uh, interested in many things. So um, I'm actually trained as a mathematician um, and recently transitioned to data science. But uh, yeah, I worked in a lot of different things like milking cows, for example, or washing dishes or being security guard or was a military medic. So, you know, I like to try different things. And um, yeah, that's, that kind of leads me in life to, yeah. Data science sounds very boring after all these things, or is it not? Uh, well, you know, um, we'll see in five years, maybe I'll start a new career, you never know. Uh, it's hard to know in advance, right? You you enter the field because of this nice poster, you know, the sexiest job in, in the century or in the 2020 or something. Um, but we'll see in five years if it's boring or not. <laughs> yes, we'll see. So you are very active in Data Talks Club. In Slack, it seems that you know the answer to any data science related questions. How do you do this? Can you tell us your secret? Yeah, well... Um, I think it's easier to make an impression that you know a lot of things than to actually know a lot of things. So, um, so I don't know if you want to know how to make an impression or how to actually learn things. Um, maybe a bit of both. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think I think when I started uh, transitioning to data science, like I, I saw this always this statement: "Oh, you know, you need to learn by doing." Um, and this concept comes from like software engineering and. I agree with it mostly, but I think for a lot of abstract things, you actually you actually want to learn by teaching. Um, so this is something from academia, but it's really, you know, I'll give you an example. You want to understand something like linear regression, right? And you can go and say, okay, I'm gonna implement it, you know, but when you implement it, you, you are just copying formulas from a book into NumPy, um, which, you know, teaches you how to multiply matrices in NumPy but not really the, the concepts. Uh, but, you know, if you have to explain to someone linear regression, that's, uh, you're gonna learn much more from it. So, you know, I see it really as an opportunity to learn, to revisit my knowledge, because every time I see a question, I actually, oh, I, I only know like 50% of the answer, or I'm only 50% sure. So maybe I'll think about it more and maybe I'll revisit and learn a bit more about it. I, I really think, uh, you know, even, even when you learn something new, pretend that you are explaining it to someone or you are answering or you are accidentally asked this question in the interview about this topic and you're answering it, you know. So if you just think that you explain it to someone, you'll understand it much better. So mm -hmm. that, that's why I love these questions on Slack, mm -hmm. yeah. So the reason you're answering questions is because you want to... Uh how to say, to train uh, your teaching skills to make sure you really understand these concepts, right? Yes, and and to explain it's, really, it's really more to understand the concept 
than than you know to improve my teaching skills because you know versus uh, learning by doing you only get one shot like when you do it at home you can run your code like 20 times and change these things without understanding what you changed and you know in the end it works but when you explain to someone once you gave a wrong answer you know you lost all your credit uh, uh, it can go home and never show up again so you really you really need to to understand things better before you you start speaking so uh, it's a good motivation to to learn things yeah and do you also try to make sure that uh, before you hit this publish button before you hit this enter button to send the message do you try to double check what you write uh, well it depends on yeah it depends on the type of the question and yeah of course you know you weigh different questions uh, differently and also it depends on the situation if i'm in a rush um so yeah, of course, I would advise to double check. But yeah, of course, many times I gave an answer and like a second later realized, oh, I missed that or I, maybe it's the wrong answer completely. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, it's a mix. How would you suggest people who are maybe afraid of answering questions? They see a question, they think they can answer this, but they're just afraid of being wrong and then that's why they don't answer. Uh, I think the first um, the first uh, thing is not to be afraid of being wrong. Uh, and I've seen it a lot in academia that people are afraid to, you know, to be discovered that they're fraud, you know, that they don't know anything. But the fact is that, you know, everybody feels like that. And how many times you felt that someone gave an answer and it's like complete nonsense. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just... Try to try to see it from point of view of other people. Like they, they actually don't judge you as much as you think they judge you for, for like not precise answer. Um, I think any answer, whether it's like a full answer or partial answer or even the wrong answer, it initiates a discussion. And the main thing is many times it's not the answer, but it's the discussion. Because this engagement, in the end, by a lot of large numbers, you would have some some kind of positive things from this engagement, you know, 99% of the conversations, we will forget about them. They would not lead to anywhere, but there would be 1% that would push someone's uh, model maybe better or would, would you know, improve some, someone's project management skills, or maybe would lead to a contact that, you know, would, would get you hired. It's just keep engaging. And, uh, and I know like the first time is always very hard. I mean, I personally don't have a social media, um, unless you count LinkedIn as social media. So it's, it was also hard for me to like write for the first time because I've never done it in my life. Um, it gets easier uh, at the 10th time. And then, yeah, and then you don't care after 50 mm -hmm. times. So in summary, don't be afraid. Nobody's going to judge you. And then uh, it gets easier just you know, to practice. Yes. Okay. That's, a, that's a good summary for, for a five-minute uh, event. <laughs> Other thing I noticed, so we have this uh, book of the week channel where we invite book authors and ask them questions. And every time uh, you ask a question there, you win a book. So how do you manage to do that? Yeah, so I, I don't want to address all the speculations that were raised, but uh, um, I think I was lucky to, to join um, this community on a very early stage. 
So um, it was easier to win books in the beginning, um, which is also a lesson, you know, jump on the opportunities. You see something, uh, something is starting, jump early on the opportunities. But for me, this, uh, this, uh, this event, um, again, it's an opportunity to, to learn like new random things, you know, because I think like the learning process, it's a mix of, there was the structured part where you learn like things that you, you think you need for your career and you need for your job. And it's, you know, you learn all the fundamentals, but then there is unstructured part where you want to learn completely random things and you never know like which random things are useful or, or not, right? Sometimes you see this pattern in a completely different field and you can import it to solve your problem because you, you see analogies and problems. So it, it gives you like a great opportunity to, to just learn completely random things that are useful from experts. You know, you can, I, I don't know that many uh, mediums where you can, uh, you know, ask a question to an expert and the expert obligate, is obligated to answer it. And you can ask like the vaguest questions, like what's the deal with graph databases? But you'll get a coherent answer. And maybe from that answer, there will be something that interests you and encourages you to learn it. Because if, like when I started transitioning to data science, like one of the hardest things is after you learn like all this like standard things that everybody learns, like what do you learn next? You know, I've never seen on my LinkedIn feeds, I see like, these are the 10 concepts that you need to learn to become a data scientist. Nobody tells you what's like number 11, right? Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I've seen the 50 cheat sheets for pandas. Like I don't need that many, but to, to get this like random pieces and of knowledge that are put into like very nicely formulated, um, it just, you learn about a new thing and then you can decide if you want to read more about it or not. I, I, I think, I think it's really great. It's a curated content that, you know, you choose different topic every time. I, I like to see like what kind of questions other people ask, because then I know like what, what are the things that I didn't think about, but they're important in data science. Yeah. I think that's the main, uh, I, I did win a lot of books, but I think the main uh, outcome is, just you know reading the discussions there and participating so you will not tell us your secret how you actually win them uh well i think when i win enough books and then i don't need any more then i can share my secret yeah <laughs> okay but i still want to win some books so uh... do you have any i think you've given a couple of um pieces of advice to us do you have any more advice to anyone who is listening to this yeah I think, I assume that people who are listening, um, a lot of them are in this stage of transitioning to data science and trying to, to break through in the field. And one of the advice I want to give, and I, I, I think uh, I've seen it a lot in conversations with people who are also transitioning. Um, you know, we, we learn a lot like from, from your channel, for example, how, data science project work, like how project management works. And I, I, I maybe want to encourage people uh, more to treat the learning process uh, a little bit like a machine learning project uh, because people are kind of lost, like in what should I learn? Like, you know, everybody knows so much, like how do I learn all the things in which order from which resources and treat it as a machine learning project, you know, get your data, 
don't jump into modeling. So, you know, set your goals, try to understand what kind of a career do you want. There is no shortcut for that. There's no one fits all answer, right? Like there's no blog that tells you these are the 10 things that you read and you become data scientist. Like that doesn't there are matter. a couple of blogs. I'm not sure how. Uh... No, there are many of them, but they would never fit you. You know, it's like, it's like using the same tool for every problem in data science. Um, so everybody had, has a different career in their mind. So that means that they would need different fundamental things. So you need to figure out this by yourself many times with a little bit of help but many times you need to figure out by yourself because it's very individual and you can treat it you know the same way you treat machine learning iterate revisit your goals set your goals again develop some metric decide like i read this book was it good not like so what was wrong about choosing this book i chose it based on some advice maybe i should listen to another advice um you know um and yeah, and talk to other people. That's also important in data science uh, projects. So really, I think uh, I think it's no different from any other project that you manage in life. And project management is important in manufacturing, in construction, in software engineering, and also in in your learning process. Uh, so. Um, yeah, that's that that's maybe my advice. And I think there are a lot of great advices how to manage your machine learning projects uh, in your channel. So try to apply them. That's amazing. Thank you. So thanks for joining us today and sharing all this uh, information with us. Thank you for the invitation. And I hope you're enjoying your vacation right now. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.